0: You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 57. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back, while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. All right, I am, I don't have words to describe my excitement right now. (laughs) I am over the moon excited to introduce this week's podcast interview with nina hayes i i don't follow a lot of other esthetician business coaches which nina is an esthetician as well as an esthetician business coach and instructor and teacher and master i don't follow a lot of them and i talk about it more in this podcast because it's just not very good for my brain but nina is an exception because i just love her message and I love what she teaches. And we have some overlap for sure, but oh my gosh, such an amazing interview. I I could probably spend the next five minutes just talking about how much I loved it. But instead of doing that, I will introduce her and let her her wonderful interview speak for itself. So Christina Hayes is the founder of Nina Skin Studio. Christina established the private member-only spa in 2017 with custom bespoke treatments. Christina is devoted to the elevation of luxury and excellence within the aesthetics and etiquette sectors. Her corporate international hospitality experience spans over a 15-year career between Germany, Japan, and USA. Dedicated to advancing her craft, she's completed advanced certifications in scientific knowledge and advanced chemical peels and treatments for multicultural skin. She's also had the opportunity to participate in a global skincare competition, where she placed as second finalist. Her ability to treat a wide range of conditions specific to skin of color makes her an invaluable asset to her elite clients. As a master multicultural facialist, her philosophy is to rebuild the skin barrier through wellness first and has since left her mark on the industry with her glass skin technique. In just under four years, she has grown an extensive private client list to include UHNWI, corp- corporate officials, business leaders, TV, radio personalities, and pageantry. With her growing online education academy, she now educates over 500 elite estheticians in five countries in luxury aesthetics and hospitality. She also serves as a corporate trainer to beauty schools, publishing companies, and full service spas. Welcome, Miss Nina Hayes. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. I'm so excited to finally talk to you. I'm excited to meet you and talk to you as well. <laughs> okay. So Nina, tell me I mean, I feel like I know a lot about you from just watching Instagram and some of, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of your former clients or current clients, but tell me how you started as an esthetician. Tell me the whole story. So when I
1: first found out about aesthetics, I was actually in a low point in my life. Okay. Um, I had left my previous career and I decided, you know, um, to just look up skincare because I was like, okay, well, I want to, you know, try to make myself look better since I was going through such a hard time. Um, And then I found that you could be an esthetician, found the school. And to me, honestly, I didn't join to be like this business owner. Right. You know, I I do know. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to do this to Help myself look good. And then I started realizing that other people were going through depression. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well I'll just open a small room and take a few clients and then it just blossomed. And I was like, well, since it's a business, let's take it serious.
0: <laughs> I love that. Right? Yeah. So
1: the rest is history. Here we are today. How
0: many years ago was that? This was almost five years. Wow. Okay. So was that 2017? Yeah. Yes. 2017. That was when I started. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. that's that was when I started. And so you just instantly opened your own business. You didn't work for someone else.
1: No. So I actually went and applied at two places here in the area and in the city that I'm in, I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not from here. Okay. And I went to one of the top med spas and the doctor there, he interviewed me. He was like, with your experience, you honestly could do your own business. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, my previous career, I was a director of operations. Okay. So I knew how to run the operations probably better than the owners do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, you can just, you know, open your own thing, do your own room, you know, wow. you can do that. And when he said that, I was like, you know what, there's no place for people of color to mm-hmm. get like specialized treatment.
0: So let's see. That's amazing. And I love that he told you that as opposed to being like, I'll just hire you and pay you way less than you can make ever on your own, you know, and I, and like, then- I just want
1: to get in and I just want to work like, you know, yeah. cause at that time mentally I was in a place of like, I just need to work. I just need mm. to get out of the house. I just need to, yes. you know, not be in the bed. And you know, at the time, um, my husband was like, you can stay home.
0: Mm-hmm. like it's fine yeah. but I was like I need to work like I can't yeah. just stay home so I get that yeah, yeah i worked at Target I really hated my job I was a store manager
1: and oh, I very wow. similarly
0: was like I can't do this anymore and if mm-hmm. that means like I'm gonna go to a station school even if I make like minimum wage the rest of my life at least I'll know I'll like what I'm doing and I'm just right. like whatever it's like it's better than this this horrible world that I'm exactly. in. <laughs> it's like I gotta do something but it's not this so I get it yeah. So you were really motivated. Were you, so how did you get clients when you started? So I used social media.
1: Okay. Just went on there and started like searching different places near me. Cause like I, when I tell you, I didn't know anybody, like I didn't know anybody. Okay. So I just went on there and started searching and like engaging with people online. Uh huh. And then, you know, I had people in my class where I was like, can I just do your service? and use your photo to like promote my work yeah yeah and yeah. Then from there it's just like that first client that I have which I will never forget my my first four clients I call them my OGs like <laughs> I basically was like if you do any referrals like please
0: send them my way and then yeah. we took off from there wow and so then mm-hmm. how long into just doing your own business did you create elite estheticians and how did that come about
1: so to give a timeline, 2017, I'm in aesthetic school. Okay. Um, by December of 2017, I opened my my suite. So that's when we started. Um, a year later, I was at a wait list. So exactly to my next birthday. Wow. Wow. Right. Okay. I opened on December 4th, birthdays on December 7th. Literally a year later, we're at a wait list. Wow. And I started having people come to me saying, Hey, can you teach me like how to do brows? Because brows was my original, like first thing I was doing okay. and then it expanded into facials. Okay. And I took on two girls teaching them brows. Then I took on a client who had a bakery oh. and then I was like, you know what? Let me just promote this because if I'm going to teach one person Let's just make it like kind of a group thing. Yeah. And that's how I connected with um, my very first student, which was Taylor. And then from there, it was like, boom, everybody's like, wait a minute, you're teaching classes. And it grew from there. But honestly, when I started doing that, I was like, I really just wanted to help them. You Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. I still want to help people. But I'm like, I just really didn't think it was going to expand into a school. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just teaching what I know. And you can pay right. me like X amount, 200, $300, whatever. Like, you know, I wasn't, yeah. it's kind of weird that when you actually don't pressure yourself to make it a business, it can actually turn into that. Yeah. So it, it, as I'm talking about it, it's crazy. Cause I'm like, this literally just came from genuinely sharing.
0: Yeah, so, it came yeah. just from you being you. Right. Yeah.
1: So it's kind of hitting me as I'm talking about it. (laughs) It
0: was all like, did I just fall into this? So yeah. No, obviously you didn't. So it was like years of your work in your previous career, probably also informed a lot of the things that you knew and about business. And like the the doctor had said, like you, you know, you didn't need to get experience because you had experience already. You already had that knowledge. Like you hit the ground running. You didn't, you weren't trying to learn how to just run a business and like all, all of the logistics behind it. Mm-hmm. So wait, so Kate, okay, you took on two girls for brows. Were those paying, um, clients or you just taught them how to do brows? No, they were paying. Okay. They were paying. Yes. And then you helped them with the bakery.
1: Yes. So she's actually <laughs> a client and she okay. wanted to leave her job. Okay. Um, and I actually like, uh, which is crazy. Cause I like posted her review and that's when people were like, oh, you're teaching. Okay. A bakery. Okay. So I helped her go from starting to do baking part time at home while she was working her job. Her job laid her off. And now to this day, she has a full fledged baking business. Wow. Yeah. So from there, I was like, okay, if I can help people outside of aesthetics, then maybe I should help people because I didn't want the pressure, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's like when yes. you're helping people and you're trying to get them to their goal. Yeah. Sometimes I felt like I don't want this pressure of feeling like if they don't do the work or if they don't get their goal, that it's my fault.
0: Right. Right.
1: Right. And, and even today, when I take on new students, I'm like, I feel the pressure, even though I know they have to do the work now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like you have to get to this goal. Like at that time I was like, you have to get to your goal. (laughs) If I'm helping you, you have to, you can't just like not reach your goal. So, so yeah, it just started from there.
0: How did you, how did you learn? Like, how did that evolve so that now you aren't quite in that like kind of scared state for lack of a better word about them getting their goal?
1: So, and you can probably relate to this as well with when it comes to coaching. Yeah. I've realized that I had to narrow down who I serve. Okay, yeah. So even though I worked with all levels in their business, I work mm-hmm. with people who have employees, people who don't have employees, people who are in school. And okay. I've had girls where they get with me while they're in school, they graduate and in six months, they're at 10 to 20K months, right? Yeah. But I realized that my focus is not the amount they make each month, yeah, it's the foundation yeah. because at every level, every person is missing something in their foundation and that's why they're stressed. Yes. Right. Yes. And so this whole journey of like me realizing that money is not the only form of abundance, Mm. that's what really took away the stress because Mm. I was so stressed about, you have to make this money to pay your bills. You have to make this money because you're stressed about, right. you know, it's being a good business option. Right. But once I started taking it away from that and realizing oh we have children, partners, you know, we didn't right. join this to be stressed.
0: Right. Right, We're in right. the stress relief industry.
1: Right. Once I got that, it just, that fear subsided.
0: And then do you think that your clients got better results because of it? Yes, Definitely. Because the reason I ask you that question is because a lot of people who listen to this podcast are acne specialists. And so Mm -hmm. they, they coach people similarly, like in a business to get clear skin. Right. And, but you really can't control if someone gets clear skin, right? Like you can navigate, you can teach them, you can encourage them. You can the foundation of skin, like all of Mm -hmm. that. But if they, if the person doesn't do the work and do their skincare and come to their appointments and change their diet, like their skin is not going to improve that much, but acne specialists, Particularly are like just heartbroken and frustrated. There's a lot of like tension, right? Because it's like if you mm-hmm. aren't doing what I, you signed up to do, now it's going to make me look bad, and now I don't want to have that, right? Because then it's like I'm then I'm like, am I not a good esthetician? Do I not know how to treat acne? Because this person can get results. And right. so there's like this great like you know, this it becomes this huge like bind game.
1: And you know what's crazy is like when I first started, which I. Whoever does acne, like you're a godsend because I actually do not work in acne at all.
0: Okay. I, I didn't um, know. I honestly.
1: Work, no, I work in holistic, helping your skin to okay. just okay. be able to heal and maintain on its own. Okay. Um, barrier repair at its okay. finest. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. Acne, but I will say, when it comes to acne, what I've realized from working with acne specialists, the biggest thing is you almost have to have like a like a, in case of emergency plan, Hmm. like, you know, when you're in um, school and how they have like the social worker, right. If you're having disciplinary issues, you Hmm. will go to, you know, this person, the counselor, right. Right. Or if you're, you're just not having a good day, you will go to a different counselor. You almost have to have these little channels that your clients can tap into in case of freaking out. Hmm. Right. And even if your treatment plan is like, maybe you have a 4 to 6 session commitment having those check-ins right literally like walking them through that because i realized that when you have acne you're so tied to finally being healed that you don't realize you're you're you only know chaos you only yes. know acne yes so sometimes your results can't get clear because you can't let go of what you knew going through the stress yes so having that plan I think that will take their business so far
0: yeah it's it's part of their identity acne yeah people have acne it's who they are when my own experience working with acne I would tell people like your skin is clear and they'd be like it's like their their brain couldn't accept it like almost you could see Mm -hmm. like just like wait How are you like those words don't make sense to me because no one's ever said that to me. And that can't be real. Like Mm that, like them even, and sometimes they'll self-sabotage because they only, I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast, but like they only know how to have acne. So they're like, well, I can't, I can't trust that another I can't trust another program or another, whatever, because if it doesn't work, I can't deal with that pain. If not getting my skin clear. So I'm just not going to do it. And then that way I know it's never going to like, I don't even have to try. Right. This is the same thing with business. Would you agree? Like someone starting a business or growing a business is very similar.
1: Definitely. And we have to talk about that more because I'm more of like an energetic entrepreneur so I realized that a lot of times we know all the terminology, we yes. know all the products, we know all the back bar ingredients, yeah. but we don't really, um, I'm not, we don't want to say dumb it down, but we don't want to make it so where they can't even relate. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yes. we got to be able to really speak about self-sabotaging, and I think as professionals, we're like, oh, they should know. They should just know right. to cleanse their skin. They should just know to, you know, put a post up. But it's like, no, for the overthinking client, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Which we work with overthinking business clients and overthinking yeah. acne clients. Yeah. It's like, let's answer everything they've overthought in their mind. So yeah. there's no other choice but to pick you. It's a you. Right. You know.
0: I, wa- I went to this thing a few years ago, it was, anyways, it's a long story, but the woman was talking about how she is like a, she was like a mommy blogger. And she, on one of her blogs was she talked about making frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And she got the most questions she's ever gotten in a blog post. And it was how to do that. Wow. She was like, it bread, you make a peanut butter and you freeze it. And they're like, no, 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 no. Okay. How? And she's like, well, I take, if, you know, so she realized like I had to like give Like take a knife and put it in like literally those instructions because moms were whatever. They were so overwhelmed. They were so whatever. And so it's the same thing with skincare, right? It's like, you have to teach them how to wash their face. Like, it seems like a really like obvious, like, of course they know how to wash their face, but I've taught so many clients how to wash their face. It's like the number one thing I teach, like how to use their products, how to like do these things. Cause it's like, they don't even the the overthinking that's exactly what it is.
1: And some people genuinely didn't learn those things. Sure. Of course. Some people genuinely didn't have parents to walk them through those stages of life. So, yeah, it's definitely key.
0: Yeah. And I had acne and I didn't like washing my face because it always, my skin would always be really irritated after. Hmm. So, if someone told me to wash my face, it was like, Okay. So you don't get it. I'm not going to do that. Like I instantly like didn't trust them. Right. It was yeah. like, well, then if they are telling me to wash my face, they don't know how much it hurts. So I'm not going to trust them anymore. Cause my skin, I have such like sensitive, you know, you know, dry ish skin. So like mm-hmm. most cleansers are very irritating and things like that. So it was like, you know, it, for me, it was a signal that they didn't really get, get it, yeah. which is so crazy. Right. Right. But that's the stuff that our marketing has to speak to. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because I've, I've known a couple of people who've worked with you and some of them have been clients or just friends. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love, like one of the reasons I follow you, I don't really follow other us edition business coaches for reasons of not, I don't think it's very healthy (laughs) for my brain. One of the reasons I follow you and, and really do love your work is because they all, all these women, they charge their worth for their services. Yeah. So can you talk more about that? I mean, like, you know, I usually have to coach almost every client on their prices because their price mm-hmm. is just, I mean, it's so low. It's so low. And I did that too. When I started, right.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's a common thing, but then I'm like, Oh, what are your prices? And they tell me and I'm like, Oh, that's really great. Amazing. How did you get there? And are like, Oh, I worked with Nina and she taught me and I'm like, wait, who is this person? That's literally <laughs> what happened. I was like, I need to find her. What's her name well, on Instagram, like uh-huh. pulling up my phone. So can you talk more
1: about that? Thank you. Yeah. And definitely shout out to the elites because I know they're going to be listening in for sure. They are the best.
0: Honestly, everyone I've worked, everyone I've talked to or worked with that's worked with you are just really incredible women. And so I just, I knew I wanted to talk to you because obviously there's this amazing energy connection.
1: Well, good. That's amazing. We want everybody to feel good when they encounter us. I think the biggest thing is, and I actually learned this in my hospitality career. Okay. Um, when it comes to especially being over the direction of a business, right? You always want to shock the client first. Okay. So what I mean by that is we are used to getting itemized bills, looking Mm -hmm. over itemized bills, and we see the shock at the bottom, like, and they took gratuity, (laughs) you know? It's like, wait a minute. They took tax and gratuity. Yeah. And so when it comes to your business, you want to shock them with the total first. Mm. And then if they flinch or if they're concerned, break down the itemization to provide value. Mm. So with the estheticians, when we're doing our costs and breaking that down, I don't have them just calculate the cost per service. Huh. We need to we need to calculate what you want your life to look like. So if you need to make $2,000 for your bills, let's add another thousand on there. And that is in your cost per service. So your base is not 75 or 50. Your base is 110. So you can't charge 110. Right. This is how so many fall into these new income amounts. And they're like, I don't even know how I got to 5k because now we have to get your mind wrapped around the cost. We're not itemizing our value to explain mm-hmm. the cost. We're telling them the cost and they either, you know, the girls that get it, get it right. But if they just don't, it doesn't mean write them off. It means, well, this is why. And if mm-hmm. they're still not ready, they've disqualified themselves as a client. Mm-hmm. Once we stop trying to prove ourself for every client on the market, we realize that we have authority in our business and we need to start qualifying the leads that come in because not everybody's a good fit.
0: You know, I, I love this so much. And I'm going to use this as a sound clip a thousand times. So everyone oh can hear gosh. it and learn it <laughs> and believe it because it's the opposite. People believe the hundred percent opposite. I'm sure you'd notice this because this mm-hmm. is what you teach. And it's like, the, the, the thing that they always say is that then I won't have any clients because no one will pay that much. So they always say yeah. the, that is that belief that everyone tells, but it's actually so not true. You actually will have incredible clients because people will pay that much and it'll be, it'll be great.
1: And that's one thing I wish that, you know, the schools talked about when it comes to hospitality, which is kind of weird to me. Going through hospitality training, you know that there's a level of excellence that you need to provide, right? Huh. And so it's very odd to me that in our industry, we are doing a service that is a luxury. You can make it a necessity, but it's a luxury. Yet we're not talking about hospitality. We're not talking about how to uphold that level of excellence. And this is why you see so many, you know, showing up to work in sweats and their hair not done. And, you know, their clients are fully clothed on the table and things like that. And it's because when you don't have that structure in place, then you leave room for any old thing to fly, and I think once we stop doing that in the beginning, then the pricing will realize it has to be at a certain level, or you're going to have a harder journey to grow,
0: and you just can't sustain it. Right. I mean, if you're if you're charging, um, you know, fifty dollars, sixty dollars a service, and you're paying two thousand dollars in rent, yeah. you're barely you're barely being able to pay your bills, and at the end of the month you may have had a couple extra hundred dollars. And then you're like, um, I, this is awful. <laughs> like, this is a really right. hard job. Like, I'm exhausted. I barely don't pay my bills. And then I don't have any money to like for my own life. Right. Like, so many estheticians I, you will hear that from.
1: Well, if they don't think that their price, if they don't think people will pay for the price, then I would say, do not do any form of external discounting. Do not do any form of sessions. Do not start breaking down the cost because you really got to stop and figure out why you do not feel comfortable charging that yes many times it's not the client it's us we probably are not investing that ourselves into any it doesn't even have to be skincare what do you invest in yourself Mm -hmm. right and if you're not willing to invest a hundred dollars in yourself then that it's not the client something we have to work on
0: your own belief system about yourself and your worthiness and like what you, yeah. And like that you're worth, like you're worth it. Like, it's not a, it's not like, it's not, I always talk about like, you know, when I, for my acne clients, I'll tell them like, this is the skincare routine. This is how much it costs. This is what you need to work in my program. And for a while I would They're like, Oh, they're like, Oh, well, that's a lot of money. I'm like, okay, well, then you only need the cleanser and whatever, whatever. And then I realized that they didn't get good results that way. And it was incredibly frustrating for both of us. And so Mm. then I went to like, no, this is just what it is. So it's totally fine with me if this isn't for you. Like, if you're like, no, I don't want to buy that. I don't want to come to these appointments. I don't want to change my diet. Like it's totally fine. But in order to work with me, this is what you got to do. So like, if that's not for you, I totally get it. I have no hard feelings. It was so great to meet you. Mm-hmm. If you change your mind I'm here yeah however this is what you got to do this is how much it costs there's no discounts there's no there's no, none of I mean I never ran specials I never did discounts because I, exactly what you just said like we're yeah. not discounting it's not it but you know I think that culture of that is like the that old esthetician community right from like the 90s mm. like like that is it's still prevalent and that what was taught and those beliefs are so strong in the community. Yeah absolutely and honestly
1: i i love to say i'm expensive i'm like yes a service with me is a few hundred dollars i understand it is expensive however for what you're looking for you have to ask yourself if you're worth it yeah and if you believe you're worth it then let's go but if yeah. not then we can would you like for me to help you find an alternative but yeah. i can't give you if you want what we have here you're if the cost is the only thing that's turning you away then let's go find you something that has lesser that you can have yes and not in a negative way it's just yes. if cost is your deterrent then that means the result you're looking for is just not worth it for you yeah so let's just find you something else yeah like, to say that.
0: yeah and it's lovingly releasing them right and luck. most of the time they come back so you know <laughs> they're like yeah i just didn't like it over there
1: oh welcome back <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Are you ready? Like, yeah, you're ready now to, to right. do all the things.
0: So, do you require right. your clients to buy skincare and all that as well? Yes, kind okay, of do the whole line, or or do you just recommend as as needed uh, for that?
1: So, we're actually changing over to a different line. Okay, um, my philosophies when it comes to U.S. versus Europe regulations, mm-hmm. um, I'm switching over because of that.
0: Okay. But,
1: um when it comes to if a client is already using something that's really good i won't change that I'll okay keep but if they're using something that i know is like no Garbage. then um we're just going to replace that so i work with multiple lines but um you know if they don't have something then i refer my
0: line in uh, what's your schedule like? So how often, how often do you work with clients? Like, tell me about that. Are you, do you work weekends? Like, tell me about your schedule and how you decided on that.
1: So currently in my career, I'm working one to two Saturdays a month, and okay. then I'm working two days per week during the weekday. Okay. Um, I have standing clients, so I'm not able to take on new clients. Okay. The rest of that time is admin because I'm not sure if you know, but we do have an, our school expanding. So that's dealing with that. our school. So the academy is bringing on an initial program. Okay. So going through, which I don't think people realize. See, we can just throw classes up, but I don't think people realize like those classes with those certificates, that's not even, no, that's not even it. It's like- yeah. Going through state approval and state accreditation and all these other processes where your paperwork stack is like a big, big book, so many check marks that you have written off. So my day is filled with doing that. I have a coach Literally, I paid the cost of a small car for this lady, but it was so (laughs) worth it because she helped me with my onboarding and like getting everything together so that it's a smooth process for the instructors and the students and all that. So my day is like this behind the screen the rest of the time.
0: (laughs) You like that? Is that what you wanted to be doing?
1: Yes, I actually love it. Um, I am still getting my mind wrapped around moving into new people. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we can talk aesthetic language, but these are people that don't know aesthetics at all. Okay. So that's the part I'm trying to wrap my brain around is backtracking to the civilians. <laughs> now, backtrack. are you
0: talking Are you talking about instructors that you're hiring that don't know the language? Are you talking about the accreditation? What do you mean by that? Oh, the students. The students,
1: right. Because we attract as coaches, we attract people that are like, oh, I'm interested in aesthetics. Let me, you know, see what's going on. But when you start looking at the things that we know that they don't, like what's a galvanic machine? What's microcurrent? Like those things, I'm like having to go back in time. Because now not only do I have to tell them what it is, but I got to know how to instruct it. Yeah. There's a whole template (laughs) for instruction. I don't think people realize that. Oh, no, yes it's 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 a whole thing
0: so are you are you part of your academy now is is it actually getting people licensed to be estheticians
1: yes in the state oh of
0: I did not know that
1: I know see we haven't done the official announcement oh. but that's what is going on on our page now it's like you're seeing in real time the journey so it's yeah it's crazy
0: so it's you were nice. going to have a school that actually certifies and is it, is it, um, gosh, I'm so my, my brain is blown right now. I'm so excited. And this is such a cool <laughs> concept. So, cause I've had actually a number of esthetician friends that say they want to eventually do this as well. And so I'm sure people are <laughs> like, wait, what How, you're doing? What? Yeah. So you're starting a school. So it's obviously in person. So you have a look, do you have a mm-hmm. location already and everything?
1: Yes. So this is crazy. You're getting like the exclusive (laughs) because I have taken the spa. I was teaching classes to, you know, our students that were already licensed. I was teaching classes in the spa. Okay. And so we've expanded and the school is basically running, you know, where it has the classroom, the spa, and they're going to learn through what I basically grew my business in. So it's almost like I'm letting my spa go to be their (laughs) shell for learning.
0: Absolutely. That's incredible. I I mean, I just think about, I went to an esthetician school that just, it was a city school. It was very cheap, which was great. I didn't, I didn't, mean, I spent like $2,500 on it. Oh, wow. We just learned how to pass state board. Like that was it, there was nothing else. I mean, I barely knew how to wax. I, um, the only reason I learned facials is just because I like called in favors from every professional friend I've ever had. come in, in. I want to practice on your skin. They'd be like, that was really weird or like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I learned. Um, but I really was like, I left, I left school knowing nothing. I had to learn it completely on the job, but it sounds like your school, they're going to like leave with a completely different knowledge than like a basic aesthetic school.
1: Right. So our goal is to operate as a campus. We already have our grad chapter, which is our licensed students that have gone through our programs. So you've talked to the grads, right? Yes. yes. Um, but we bringing on this newer freshman group is going to not only provide opportunities for them to be able to go the entrepreneur route or the employee route, but it's also going to provide opportunities for the elites. Because if they want to be instructors, they have the support of the school, you know, Um, if they want to, uh, which now they have the affiliate program, they want to refer people to the program, they can earn money. So we're really creating like this big cycle that can feed the community over and over again.
0: So what's your what's your ultimate goal? I mean, this is just such a really amazing concept. I just I I had no idea. I mean, I followed you, but I didn't really know. I knew you were working on something, but I wasn't, I did not piece it together. I guess I
1: should say. It's like being built like right in front of everyone's face, but they're not noticing. (laughs) That's what I like about it. It's like they're like,
0: is she or are the elites doing that? I love that. It's like, yeah. I mean, I it's like, I've just been watching, like, I wonder what's happening, like, is it, is it like another program, like what's happening exactly, so (laughs) this is like so exciting. So what's your ultimate business goal, like with this, with the school or with whatever, like what is, do you have like a mission or something that like is really the driving force behind this all? So our goal is to be the
1: Harvard of aesthetics. And ultimately, when I look at aesthetic schools, I realize that most schools will just take your money, right? Um, They don't have a true curriculum or they will just take the financial aid. And what we've seen is that, let's say you're in a night program Mm -hmm. and the teachers leave because, you know, things happen. Um, We're seeing now that if you don't elect to go to their daytime programs, they will terminate you because they don't have instructors. And it leaves a lot of students in a bad place because they're investing in the school and they're expecting all these things. And you can't, you know, what can you do from that standpoint? Yes, the school is approved by the state, but there's so many like gates and doors to where it almost turns into one of those things where like the top gets money and the people at the bottom are just SOL. So I wanted to create something to where, the students always have support whether they go to another elite for support or whether they come back to the school to receive support but we need to also start asking questions like what do you want to do because school prepares you for being employed but where are the people saying you know facials is just not for you yeah right like waxing is just not for you yeah right and being able to really do a lot of that personality testing and really helping students figure out where they want to go in life.
0: Yeah, that's incredible mm-hmm. because yeah, we, I mean, I, I left thinking I wanted to do makeup and facials mm-hmm. and what I ended up really loving was acne. I hated facials See? <laughs> and I got very tired of doing makeup very quickly. I liked actually doing makeup, but the traveling with the makeup and the like the chaos of the day of a, being around a bride was like, not yeah. for me. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and I really loved the, like the quick appointments of acne and like the, like seeing someone every couple of weeks and like just doing extractions and like a really good treatment and like sending them on yeah. their way. Like That was my thing. Um, I hated doing massage. I hated all of that.
1: And imagine if you would have known that when you graduated.
0: I know. Yeah. You know, it would have, I mean, I don't know if I would have owned my business right out of school, but it would have definitely changed the way if, and also if I had the knowledge of treating acne, I, how much different it would have been as like looking at job, like and like going that, that way.
1: Yeah. Wow. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So yeah, cause we were talking about galvanic. I'm like, why are you talking, why are you teaching your, you know, <laughs> as certified as, you know, your licensed decisions about galvanic, like that's, they should have learned that in school. Okay. Now I'm with you. Okay. That makes so much more yeah. sense.
1: Well, no, because like when it comes to, and this is what the elites know, but I don't talk about online is that my marketing strategy mm-hmm. is like a ninja mm. It's in broad daylight, but it's, it's subtle, mm. right? And so when you see the official announcements, when you see the official rollout, the elites have already seen the planning and the prepping phase right and so it's it takes us away from that marketing of like proving to get sales right because I say you're yes. either marketing manipulating or making a fool out of yourself so we're not manipulating people out here okay we're not gonna look crazy online you know they see those trends and they start falling right into the trends
0: <laughs> it's so sad That's something I've heard in a long time. Say that one more time. (laughs) Because you're, I
1: mean, it's true. You're either marketing, manipulating, or making a fool out of yourself. And if you're going to market at the core of it, just do the work, document. And if people are not getting on board at your price now, later when your price goes up, keep moving. The work is there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think so often we're trying to like manipulate sales. That's truly why we do discounts because we're trying to manipulate the sale. Yeah, but instead we're willing to make a fool out of ourselves by twerking, showing vaginas and doing all this crazy stuff instead yeah. of just doing the work. Yeah. Like let's just show the hard days. show the the days we don't know. act you yeah. don't know what your clients want to see, ask them. Yeah. Like they will tell you what they want to see.
0: Yeah. They don't want to see things that are meant for other estheticians. That's my biggest pet peeve that I don't really talk about yeah. publicly. Mm-hmm. I talk about with my clients is yeah. When I I I follow obviously a lot of estheticians because I, you know, now I coach estheticians, but a lot of the content is like, this is for estheticians. This is not for like their clients. Their clients are like, What?
1: Yeah. It's like
0: it's a very, it's a very confusing message because they're basically talking to other estheticians, trying to really, you know. Relate about what issues they're going through, but your client doesn't care. Your acne client doesn't care. No. Like that doesn't have anything to do with them and their acne. You know, but I think
1: it also shows us as coaches that the the pulse of the aesthetic industry, our conferences can't operate the way they used to. Mm, tell me or they can, that. they can, but it's not conducive to what students or estheticians at this time need. If estheticians are posting content for clients and then other estheticians are seeking out what other estheticians are doing, then they engage on their pages. And now the esthetician thinks, well, that's who's engaging with me. Let me change my content. Then that lets us know that there needs to be a different way to put this information out there, right? There needs to be a different way for people to have access to this instead of having to go to the conference for the class right yeah there needs needs to be changes to where estheticians can really think critically what is this decision now doing for the long term yeah so that's something that I mean it's wide open lane I don't want to get into conferences so (laughs) (laughs) if you want to do conferences there you go right that's a lot of work
0: (laughs) No, I don't, um, as of right now, I have no plans of like any in person thing. Cause that is a whole nother thing. Yeah, that, I, oof. I opened, you know, when I left target, I opened a target store, which up until having my child was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I worked 18 mm-hmm. hour days it was literally insane every single day for like six months. There was like, it was just crazy. And I was like, how is, how work, how opening a a corporation of Target that has the money, the resources and the knowledge, like they know how stores work. How is it like, how is it this hard? Like it shouldn't, it should just kind of like, you know, but it was bananas. So I don't want to ever like have that kind of. It's
1: crazy. And I'm noticing like, once we start putting our, like all of our minds together, it's going to make sense. But the conferences, I mean, having classes and like selling products, I think that's outdated.
0: Yes. It's the same same type like thought work where it's like, we can't charge that much because they can't afford it. And if we charge that much, then they won't, no one will come to me. Right. Which is like the culture that was there. Like you know, I remember growing up and being really naturally interested in skincare as uh, uh, that I had acne and like had all these problems with my skin, but then looking around and seeing, like, I didn't know any estheticians, but I knew hairstylists. And it was like, they don't really have any money. Like they're just kind of mm. getting by. Like, I don't want to work in that industry. Yeah. You know, I wanted to like make money and have a career. And it was like, I didn't want to have this like career where like, I just barely am keeping up. right? Um, Cause that was the culture. And it's, it's still such a prominent thing. And yet yeah, going the to the business side.
1: Yeah. Like, esthetician school is like high school. It's not going to teach you business, though. Like, business, you got to put that money up, you know? Yeah. So when you realize, like, I can't just look at what other people are doing and set a price. Like, I have to actually know my business foundation. Yes. You can't just be moving any old
0: kind of way. Yeah. I mean, I love that because I... um was funny because I have like a group from, for previous students, I have a monthly group call where we kind of just kind of reconnect and talk again. Mm -hmm. And I have one of your former students and other people who've never worked with you. And they, she, Mm -hmm. she told her price and they were like, wait, where do you live? And she told where she lived, which is not like a well-known and fluent area. You know, it's not like Mm -hmm. LA or New York, New Manhattan or whatever. And they were like, I mean, they literally were like, Like their brains were like, they can't, (laughs) they couldn't comprehend that. Yeah. Because they're like that. Does no one charges that much in my area? So there's no way to charge that. And she's like, no, that's how much. And she, they're like, well, are you booked? Like, yeah, I'm booked. And they're like, yeah, they they like, literally couldn't. They couldn't believe it. And it's just it's such a cool thing that you're doing. And I absolutely love it.
1: Well, thank you. I would say any person that's in an area and they're like, oh, you know, I can't charge this in my area, or no one's charging this. You might be the luxury standard that needs to be mm-hmm. set for your area. Yeah. Right. If people have to drive an hour to go to Four Seasons, maybe you should be the baby Four Seasons, you know, I'm like five or six minutes from the Four Seasons here. But my thing is when people are looking for a more private, intimate you know, area, then they're able to find us. So it doesn't mean that there's no luxury option. It just means that that position is open for you to fill it if you're willing to do that.
0: That's such a different way of looking at it versus like, we just, I can't do it because no one else is doing it. So I won't make any money.
1: Yeah, be the (laughs) That's what you want to do. You want Fiji waters, a little bit of mocktail. Okay, you know, then do that. We need that. We're the generation that's responsible for change. So let's do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am so inspired by this conversation because I think that it's, needed. And it's something that we are going to be overcoming and teaching a different generation of estheticians, because I just, there's so many women out there that are, that have these belief systems that are just killing themselves and their business. Yeah. And that's why they're so exhausted and everything. And it's just so fun to see like what you're doing and that you're creating the school well, and thank all of it. You. I would say for the people that are, cause I want this episode to be full of
1: nuggets for them. I would say, if it's hard for you to fill five days, take yourself down to three or four. And I know they're going to probably be like, wait, how am I going to get money? And how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? It's like, I would rather you be able to see that there's open spaces that need to be filled for three days than to be stressed about a whole five-day week being empty. Yeah. And at the same time, those one to two days that you just gave yourself, really commit to using those days to build out what you want to see. Getting mm. in the treatment room is not, it's just going to be further proof that you're not booked. So get out of the treatment room right? Go. I used to go to the top of a restaurant at the top of Four Seasons and I would just go in there and get, I called it the $22 cup of coffee, right? I would go in there and give me some coffee, sit and talk to the bartender and just get out of the environment. Cause sometimes your treatment room, I know you built it from, you know, your last or whatever. I get it. I put my, my last 600 into it. But sometimes when you get out of it, you realize that there's so much more work for you to do. Yeah. And just being in those four walls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause that makes me think of when I started, I had a friend who did hair and you know, I wasn't, but I wasn't that, but I mean, I, I had other jobs. So people have followed me, but I wasn't fully booked
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I still was doing makeup on the side. So on the weekends I couldn't take clients cause I was doing makeup for weddings. Mm-hmm. So it's only, and why so I was like, you know, I'm only going to have my hours, a few hours, these certain days, because I don't want to sit in here all day. I also right. like, I knew it was, it was emotionally draining for me just to not have clients. And so I was like, I'm only going to work these hours. And then if I want to make money doing uh, makeup or other things during that uh, other times, I'll do that. Cause I just, this is easier for me. And I remember my friend was like, no, you need to like go out and talk to people and have them come in mm-hmm. and do facials. But I was like, but I do acne. You can't walk up to someone and be like, you have acne come in with me. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't, That maybe just the only yeah. thing that it doesn't work. Right. Like it's very offensive. It doesn't work. So it's like, that doesn't work. I have to work on my marketing. Like on Instagram, I did a little bit of advertising on Yelp and Instagram and like referrals. I worked on that. And it was like, that is where I need to spend my energy. Not like sitting in my room, flagging down people as they walk by and being like, do you right. want a facial? And I'll do it half off because I want someone right now, which is what they say to do. Right. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, that is the advice you hear over and over again. It's like, we'll just get someone in. So you have someone, even if it's discounted, it's like, no, because then they're going to want to come back paying that discount. Right. They're going to be like, that's the price that they pay. They don't, they're not going to be like, oh, that was $50, but now you want me to pay $150. Like, no, I just paid $50. That's what I'm going to pay.
1: That's also putting yourself where your client is. I don't think we spend enough time doing that like where does your client shop where do they get their groceries from where do they go to the movies like put yourself in that area right we can't just be over here thinking we're going to run into our clients because you're going to run into the people that don't want to pay your price go where the people who have the funds to do so are
0: that is exactly what it I mean that is exactly true that yeah. can be more true from a marketing standpoint. I love though so much how like it. the parallels that you have from working in the hospitality industry and how mm-hmm. actually similar it is. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, and the it's principles crazy. are the same. I think as I look at
1: the hospitality industry as a whole, it's like it is so wide because it's a service industry. You got food and beverage. You have, um, you know, you have the wine, you have hotels, you have the spa under the hotel. So you have tourism, so many parts of it. But I'm realizing a lot of people who join aesthetics have never fully opened up the world of hospitality. Mm. Are you staying at the five-star hotels? Are you touring, going on cruises or, you know, going to a staycation in your area? Are you seeing what that service looks like? because when you start to see the little touch points you realize that you can't undercharge yourself. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. there are some non-tangibles in there that are still worth tangible price. But you yeah. can't you can't give a 10% discount just because you're trying to fill your books. Like your level of service is worth something. Yeah. Yeah
0: that like I, my brain is being blown right now. If you're talking, <laughs> and if you can tell, I'm just like, because I was just, so my husband's pilot, he gets, pays a ton of um, hotel points from, you know, being mm. at hotels all the time. So we recently went to the lodge in Sonoma. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a five-star resort. I think it's the first time I've ever stayed at a five-star resort. So I'm like, we have oh points. We're yeah. going to go and stay at this resort. And it was, it was beautiful. It was like, I <laughs> never want to go back. <laughs> Yeah. You walk in, and, <laughs> you know, it has the smell, like the scent mm-hmm. of like their hotel, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just, it felt like, um, yeah, like, like there was like a swing outside and like oh, wow. play games and like, it was just like, it was just, it felt like magic. It felt like it just, we, there was no stress. It was just super happy. So then a few weeks later, it was my birthday. And my friend took me out for a night and we stayed in the embassy suite, which I've always loved embassy suites. But it was like I felt like I was staying at a motel six after spending <laughs> the night at this this like five and, and this is I think yeah. it's a really nice hotel. I don't think like and I don't want to put it down or anything, but I was like, where are my? You know, I had like yeah. it, it totally elevated, and I was like, I may never be able to go back.
1: That's that law of exposure, which we actually do for our events. Okay. And never fails because we always have it at a five star hotel never fails. When the elites come, they're like, when I go back, these things are changing because if you've never experienced that five-star, like somebody anticipating your need, yeah. right. It's like, once you go, you can't go back.
0: I've never heard of the law of exposure, but I hope that yeah. people who if they're interested, they'll come to, to that event and learn about that because I think that's well, exactly what it is. Well, no, law of exposure nature.
1: is a principle. Yeah like, look it up. We do like love of, of assumption and all of that. Look up love exposure. Like once you're exposed to greater anything, yeah. it's hard to go back.
0: But that can be true for like, I, I was thinking like anything in the world. Like yes. if you've been, like, if you have been in like kind of toxic relationships your whole life, and then you're exposed to like a mm-hmm. really loving, healthy relationship, like you're have- not you're not going back to that toxic relationship because you know, this is a possibility exactly. or friendships. Like I it took me a long time to really develop good friends. I had a hard time growing up. And as an adult, I've developed some really incredible friends. Mm. And it's like, now I live in the area where I grew up and I could be friends with a lot of people. I went to high school, with, but I'm like, no, I like I, these are the <laughs> palpable people I'm friends with now. I don't just be friends with anyone or, you know what I mean? So I'm very I'm much more selective because I have been given, I've been exposed to yep. what a real friendship should look like. And so, but that's such an interesting law that I've never even heard of that I am going to be obsessed with now.
1: Imagine taking exactly what you just said, like the last 30 seconds of what you said and infusing that in your business. There's a caliber of clients that you cannot allow into your business. Yep. And only you know what that is, right? Yes. But it's like, we are responsible for setting the tone for that Mm -hmm. so that we can,
0: we opened our businesses to have freedom and success. So we got to protect it. Not be, not be slave to them. I know I never really did teens because I didn't enjoy doing teen acne because it was a Mm. whole thing with their parents and it was a whole thing. Right. So when they would come in, I basically talked them out of it. (laughs) <laughs> and talk to the parent out of it I was like I don't yeah. think this is going to be a good fit for them this is why like I talk to the team be like this is all the things you have to do or you're just gonna be wasting your time and money because I really was like you have to be more committed than anyone here to be yeah. my program you know and I would so say same thing it was like I'm not just gonna take a team because I know they're gonna pay because their parents have money and we'll just pay yeah. like, that's not the energy that I'm gonna be working from this kind of graspy energy of like I just will take money because I need money
1: Cause they always get you in the end. They're like, I paid you to do this. And that is like, okay. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. But do you have 60 chances at home to wash your face?
0: <laughs>
1: I, I understand. It's my fault for the one time, two times. It's I saw so you.
0: true though. Cause they do get you in the end. That's the truest thing.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah Cause that's where the three, four months come down the line. Their teen hasn't gotten results. And then they're just livid with you. They've spent yeah. X amount of money. Thirteen is their skin's probably even worse than it started because now they've been using products and so things are coming, you know, all the things. So now it's like this huge nightmare, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Why am I doing this?" And this I'm not making enough money, and I hate this, and it doesn't doesn't work. <sighs> yep, I get it. <laughs> oh, Nino, I so much appreciate your time. I'm so glad I finally got to talk to you and learn so yeah, much about and the future for you and what you're growing and all of it. It's amazing. Thank you. I'm excited. And I'm thank excited. you so much for inviting me today. Yeah, I'm so glad. Thank you for taking the time. And I was like, I hope she'll say yes. I mean, she can t- say no. And that's totally okay with me. Like I would respect <laughs> a no, you know? So thank Anything you. For- you need, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone wants to um, find you, how do they find you? So
1: you can find me on Instagram at I am Nina Hayes um, or at Elite Estheticians.
0: All right. And yeah, if any of the issues that Nina talked about, you need to fo- find her and follow her, especially if you have drama around your price. Yes. <laughs> It'll change your life.
1: Definitely. <laughs> you can also DM me and I will, you know, refer you to our podcast because I guarantee there's an episode for that.
0: Yes. Oh yes. Um, you have a podcast. That's right. Yes. And it's called Elite Estheticians, right?
1: Yes. And that's actually designed to be, remember that in case of emergency thing I was telling you about, the podcast is your in case of emergency the episodes mm. are designed for you're feeling overwhelmed there's an episode for that you're feeling insecure there's an episode for that um the latest one is about if you have the I can't afford it mentality so there's an episode for that
0: there is I literally saw that on my feed this morning and I was like yeah gosh she just she's speaking to the masses <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean we're just you know whenever I think of it I'm like we need an episode for that so I yeah. got
0: yeah. That's kind of how I structure my episodes. If i talk talked to a few clients and they all say the same thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, we need, we need that episode about this. Yes. You guys are all saying this to me. So there's, this is a problem we need to get over together.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all better take full advantage of it because when the internet start charging on podcasts, because podcasts are gold. That's like true. there's so much you can learn in podcasts. Yes. So like take advantage of it while it's free.
0: gosh, right? I know. When I went back to listen to this episode to edit it, I just kept stopping and being like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I just love how much Nina shared with us. I felt like I was getting the inside scoop and I felt like I really had a meeting of the minds with someone that I so respect and I love her message. And I, gosh, I just love her so much. So if you are interested in what she's was talking about it and teaching, go look her up. She's absolutely amazing. I also have an exciting announcement. Today is the first day. I'm accepting applications for my advanced esthetician mastermind. This is going to be a mastermind of only six people. I'm only taking six estheticians that are in the same stage of their business that want something more and they want to work more on their business unless in it, and they don't know necessarily. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to hire someone or they totally can if that's a goal. It can be they want a private label or even create their own line or their own retail items or they want to be a traveling esthetician or any kind of mixture of of the same kind. They want to create an online course. This is for the esthetician that wants to go to the next stage of her business, wants to work in a small group of like-minded estheticians where we create the vision. We learn an incredible mindset tool that you can use to overcome any challenge in your business. And we are in a very curated community of other estheticians that are doing the same thing. It's going to be over the span of five months with a total of 15 calls. At the end, we're going to have a celebration retreat in Sonoma, California. I am so excited. So if you want to know more information, I will put the link in the show notes as well with Nina's information. And I would love to have you apply. I'm going to be very selective about who I take. And I cannot wait to start. We start on May 9th. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. If you are an acne specialist and you don't feel confident treating acne, you don't feel confident talking to new clients about the program about how the products work how to become compliant and, co- and change their lifestyle and diet then you need to join the confident acne specialist group coaching program that i offer it's an eight week group coaching program where there's a new topic every week that you learn and then we have a zoom group coaching call where we really go over the emotional side of being a business owner that people find so, so challenging, especially when you're new. We talk about consultations, client compliance, marketing, client boundaries, client retention, rebound acne, time management, business systems, and pricing. It's an eight-week group coaching program, and by the end of the eight weeks, I guarantee that you will be so much more confident in treating acne and your abilities as an esthetician. So if you're interested, you can go to theestheticiancoach.com forward slash group coaching. I can't wait to see you there.